what your friends won't tell you. But we will. <laughs> That's right. Shannon and I will. You're looking hot today. Well, thank you. You I look like so. the straight hair. Oh, I got like, And the dark lips. <laughs> I got diva yesterday at the hair dresses. I, I got love the keratin. It. My mom hates it. Every time I go, I'm like, really? do you like it? She's like, oh, it's so Great. <laughs> and my kids like, no, I'm not digging it. Because I have natural curls. Right. And I just do the carrot and not that I'm disrespecting my curls, but it's a lot easier to manage mm -hmm. so that I have the option to be either one. When I don't get the carrot and I'm like yeah. fighting and it's too long and it, it's just not fun. So, yeah. So I have to be like this for a couple days. Well, I think you have to do what makes you happy and you know, what makes you, you feel good. Yes. yes. Okay, so today we are talking about Detachment. I call it detaching with love. Detaching with love. Because detaching with anything else is not, not easy. You know, it's interesting. This is a, this is a very yoga-ish um, mm -hmm. <laughs> mindfulness, uh, mindfulness uh, mindset. And even though I've been practicing yoga for probably seven years now, wow. um, it is very difficult for me to understand this concept. And I understand a lot of the, these kind of concepts, but detachment is hard for me to grasp. I'm going to be honest. It's a tough one for me too. Yeah. Because I don't know what that means to detach. Like, yeah. does that mean you just don't do life? You know, do you not get attached to anything? But I think it's the opposite. I think it's being so present in your attachment, in your attachment to this moment, mm -hmm that you don't get attached to what's happening in the future or what happened in the past, right? Another way of saying that, I love that. Another way of saying it, I do this when I do the couples work, I say I am not attached to the outcome. Mm -hmm. I am I am committed to the coupleship, I am committed to the process, but I am not attached to an outcome. You guys might do well and stay together forever. You guys might divorce after this process. I am not attached to that outcome. Right. So I think to me, that's what it, it's about detaching. Like you're saying about attaching to people when you're attached to people being attached to my husband, it's very hard to not be attached to the outcome. Right. Like I often have discussions with God, right? Like, can I keep him forever? <laughs> right. Can I keep him? Can it be like the notebook? I really like it. I like it. I want to keep him forever. Well, I, I think it, forever. it also works in like dating situations. Yeah. You know, you instantly meet someone you're like, Okay, I'm gonna marry this person. Yep. <laughs> you know, and it's like, okay, wait, hold on. Yeah. Slow down. You Slow don't even down. know his last name or his mother's, you know, right. where it came from. Yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah, attached. So so what I love what you said about just being so present in the moment. Mm -hmm. So when I get like that, I'm like, I just love every moment I have with my husband. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what the outcome is. I just know that today, and I often will check myself and say, well, if, okay, Shannon, if the outcome was that he had a girlfriend for 16 years, would you still be okay? And I'm like, no, I'm really enjoying this moment. Mm -hmm. And so hopefully I'll always be able to remember that mm -hmm. and not get so attached. So that to me is like what detachment is, detaching from like all the details and all the control and saying, but this feels so good in this moment. Can I just be here? Mm -hmm and not get so attached to what might be the outcome and what might happen. I just had an aha moment. You did. <laughs> I did. I yeah, so I had an aha moment and I'm gonna open up a little bit here about something that I've been dealing with for many years since my divorce. I was in a relationship and 
I, I was doing this. This is what I was doing. I was attaching to the outcome instead of just being in the moment of the relationship. It was an, it's been an on and off relationship because I kept having this huge fear that like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I don't want to screw up another, I don't want to screw up another relationship. Okay, let's break up, (laughs) you know? And so I was really, instead of just enjoying or working on where we were in the moment, I was always having this fear of what was going to happen next, wow, you know? And so, so that powerful. is what, that's what that was about. Is that Do you want to say sorry? <laughs> sorry, Steven. <laughs> no, I was attaching to the outcome. That's so powerful. And right? I think, and to be honest with you, it's really, now we've moved from detachment into vulnerability mm-hmm. is that when we're this vulnerable and that's what I've come to with my husband is I'm so vulnerable because I love him so much and he makes me so happy when you feel that vulnerable anytime you're vulnerable you're gonna be fearful yeah oh my god i remember do you remember bringing your baby home from the hospital oh gosh (gasps) they're gonna die they're gonna die the minute i pulled in the driveway i was sobbing i'm like she's gonna die she's gonna die and every moment was so terrifying and then i switched to that my husband was gonna die because he had to go get milk or something so of course he was never coming back like you go right okay we can blame the hormones partly on that could have been could have been the hormones but the what it was is that moment was so delicious of being married and having a baby and it's like oh my god I'm gonna lose it yeah and so then how do I protect myself is then I push away yeah so that makes so much sense so that's why detachment has been so healthy for me to be able to say I don't know about tomorrow yeah but boy today is so yummy yeah and I love it and I'm gonna enjoy it and I'm gonna remember it and god forbid if he's ever gone or if this doesn't work or whatever I will remember this moment because I'm so present and I will enjoy this moment because it's so good mm-hmm. You know, and this will be what gets me through. A couple of other things that come up with me with detachment is New Year's Eve because I always, I remember when I was younger, like in my 20s, we used to plan these, you know, big plans for New Year's Eve and it would always be amazing and, you know, we'd always have these huge plans and I'd always like be so attached to the outcome of New Year's Eve that it's going to be perfect and the most amazing New Year's ever. Mm -hmm. And it was always like, womp, womp, womp. <laughs> Never did I have a good New Year's. No, I can't even think of one time that it was like as amazing as I built it up to be. Right. You know? And now that I don't really plan or have any attachment to the night, mm-hmm. I have these amazing New Year's experiences. Because yes. I'm just in the moment and not trying to like wait for the big moment to happen. You know? It. We used right. to call it it. We would do treatment and people would be like, well, when is it going to happen? And we're like, what's it? You know, like, <laughs> what is that? Did thing? we include that in the price? You know, people would come in for treatment for a week and they were waiting for the it. And we would go, everybody would tell you up front, there's, there's no it. So it's like, that's that, that's what we do. We do this with weddings, right? Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, is it going to be perfect? And we get all attached to the outcome. And I think a lot of people probably sabotage their big day because they need it to be perfect instead of just being in it. it. And enjoying that moment. I mean, it just goes so quickly. I remember my wedding, it was just, it went by so quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, But you just have to be in the moment instead of like always worrying about what's going to happen Next. next. Yes. Um, and, and then that translates into what we do with people, mm-hmm. what's going to happen next with people, right? So detachment is a big, there's a whole subject matter of detachment with the outcome of our children, 
the outcome with addicts, right? We as family members of addicts, we get so worried about what yes. the outcome, outcome, are they going to overdose? Are they going to stay sober? Are they going to relapse? Are they going to be okay? And then all the angst around that and all the control around mm -hmm. that. And so we talk about in recovery, detaching with love. I love this person. I pray for them. I hope for them. I, yeah. I don't have control over this. Right. You know, yeah. and you know, sending a kid to college this year, like, you know, you're probably going to be heading with Lane to high school pretty soon. Like, yeah. that's another one where it's like, oh my gosh, you have to like Take detach a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But being so scared of the outcome. But you don't understand. What if they don't do well in high school, Shane, and she doesn't get into college? Mm -hmm. There's so many people say, what if they don't get into college? What if they don't get into graduate school? What if, there's, there is, it's never ending. Yeah. What if they don't meet someone? What if they don't get married? What if they don't have children? You will do this forever. Like, yeah. So what does that look like? Okay, let's take for instance, like, um, if, because I dealt with this in a, with a family member addiction. And, you know, my mom was always the codependent and I was extremely codependent at one point too. What does that look like, detaching with love? Mm -hmm. I mean, do you answer that person's phone calls? Do you help them? Do you give them the ride that they need to wherever they need to go? Do you let them borrow the money that they need? I mean, what does that look like? So my three rules that I, that I love are, number one, did they ask you? A lot of times our children or the addict or our family member, they don't even ask. Like, they didn't ask you to pour out all the liquor in the house. They didn't ask you to give them money for so-and-so. So did they ask you? If they didn't ask, stand do down. It. Don't do it. I remember one of my dearest friends tells a story. He had four kids. I think four of them were addicts as well as himself. What a journey, right? And he talked about being at the airport and his son said, hey, dad, do you have a couple bucks for the, you know, the bad guy? Right. And I think he pulled out a 50 or a hundred and he said, dad, I didn't ask for a hundred. That is bad for me. I asked for a couple bucks, you know, like that kind of concept. So mm -hmm. did they ask you? Mm -hmm. Can they do it themselves, right? We're so enabling to our children, to the addict. If they can do it themselves, allow them, please, to do it themselves. And then my favorite that just clarifies everything, will I have a resentment if I do it? Do you lend the money? I don't know. Are you going to have a resentment when you never see when that they money don't pay again? Back? Are, you, are there things, strings attached? Like, mm -hmm. are you going to have a resentment if you drive your kids to Wellington and back and Wellington and back three times in one day and they are rude and nasty and don't thank you, which is, I'm sorry, most no. children. <laughs> you know, nine times out of nine ten. Nine times out of ten, the more you do for them, the more like, I find that, I, that always was my thing. It's like, I'd be a weekend where I'd give everything and that would be the weekend they'd be like, gosh! And you're like, Really? <laughs> I really? you, do you know everything I just did for you. Exactly. So if you're going to have resentment, then you know what? I can't do it. Right. So self-care. So what does that look like? Taking your hands off the wheel. My other favorite expression is trusting the process, you know, and whenever we do treatment, they would always rename that F the process because <laughs> right. it's really hard to trust the process. But I think that that is what's helped me so much in my life is that there is this process going on, whether I want to know about it or not, right. with my children, with my husband, with my job. And I have to trust this process. And there are so many times I don't and it's scary and I want to get in there and I want to dig and I want to control, but I always mess it up when I do that. Yeah. So that's again, what detachment looks like is when you're starting to feel anxious and you're starting to get into your control, try to pause and say, what am I doing? Yeah. I'm really scared. I want to control. Mm, is this really, do you need to? Yeah. 
Can you like, just for instance, today when we were making a salad and <laughs> Shannon was cutting the avocado and I told her she was doing it wrong. <laughs> I think I respond very graciously by saying, I am. How so? Come show me. And so I got up and I was like, did I just say that you're cutting the avocado wrong? Like I stopped myself mid showing her how to cut an avocado. Like if you're a chef. <laughs> She was like peeling it first with a with a with a knife, you know, and yeah. I always cut it down the center and then turn it. And so I realized it halfway and I'm like, okay, your way was probably <laughs> what she realized halfway through is like at the end of the day we all get to the avocado. Because I'm not like not gonna put avocado on the salad. It might be a different way. But it was it's so it's so cool and I, that's why I love you because you caught yourself and we were gracious with each other because I'm sure spouses could have ripped each other's face off over that. And I was like, okay, show me, you know, like I'm always open. And I heard it, you're doing it wrong. Right? Instead of let me show you how I do it. I think I said, do you mean you have a different way? So yes, we do get attached to outcomes right. and we do get attached to our way and then being able to to recognize and laugh at yourself and be gentle with yourself when you're in these controlling moments. You know, I have so, it's so hard for me, big picture, to deal with what I call controlling people. But the real truth is the only reason is because I am a recovering controlling Control person. Yes. And so it's hard for me sometimes, but I recognize now that it's just about fear. When I am in my control, it's just about fear. So when I start controlling my husband, I will pause and say, you know what? I think I'm really scared. Yeah. I'm really scared. I'm really worried about this outcome. I'm really worried about this drive. Mm -hmm. I'm anxious about this. Can you possibly, here's what would help me not be so scared. Mm -hmm. And so learning to take my hands off the wheel, literally, because that's, mm -hmm. I'll do that a lot in the car with them. Where I'm like, how, how fast are you going? He's like, <laughs> uh, doesn't matter. I'm driving. I'm driving know? the car. And so then I, a better way is to say, you know what? It would be so helpful to me if you would go 70 because 80 just makes me like so anxious. And he's right. like, done. Fine. Easy right. enough. You know? So I think that's re having that insight that we are trying to run the show. Now, this won't work for everybody. There's some people out there rolling their eyes right now saying, oh, well, you're just irresponsible or whatever. I know for me, my recovery journey has been that control doesn't work. Yeah. I'm powerless. I've learned that I'm in control of nothing. Mm -hmm. Like even children, you think you're in control of them. You set your rules, you set your boundaries, and then they do their do lives. Do whatever they want. <laughs> right. I mean, if you're having a different experience, go Let you. Let me know. <laughs> right. But um, I think you're probably getting duped. <laughs> right. So at the end of the day, like people, I tell people, I, when I used to work with people with adolescents, I'm like, you can micromanage them. And basically you're just teaching them to go underground. So right. good luck with that. So right. you're just teaching them to lie. You're teaching them to get sneakier. You're teaching them to borrow somebody else's phone. I mean, you can do all that stuff, but there reaches a point I hope you realize that you're not in control. Right. And that you're powerless over a lot of things and and then you have to come up with some other ways. And I think that is what the lesson of detachment is. It's 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 especially especially hard and needed for people like me, type A, people like you, yeah. you know, that really have that want to control things, want to know what's going to happen six months from now. Yeah. That's another hard thing for me is not, not getting so attached to what's what my life is going to look like six months from now. Yeah. And that I have to control every aspect right now so that I know in six months that, you know, A, B, and C are going to happen. Right. And it, you know, I think people confuse this with not planning or not 
putting things into motion that you need to put into motion. Yeah, it's like a different deal. There's certainly those people rolling their eyes like, oh, how about I don't plan for my retirement and just like <laughs> trust the process? Right. I'm not saying that. Right. You know, certainly we can plan, but let, let me tell you something. Some of my dearest, closest friends, Bernie Madoff. Wow. Yeah. You think you've got this. You think yeah. you're in control. You have a perfect 401k. You have a perfect IRA. You have all these funds. You have all this stuff. I know people that have been affected by that. I know people that in the crash of whatever year yeah. had a million dollars and then they lost half of that. Yeah. So you are not in control. If you think you are, research those stories. However, do plan for those kinds of things. Put in your 401k. Do the best that you can, but detach from the outcome yeah. and trust that if you, half of your money gets taken, that you will be repaid in a different way, that something will come up differently. You know, they had a show the other day on um, lottery winners, and I was a little confused about it. It was kind of like, it was Dr. Oz. I was like, what is your point here? <laughs> but it was so interesting. He did like bad things that have happened to people who've won the lottery. I think right. the concept, again, being so attached that to the, if money. I, to the money, if I win the lottery, I'll be this, I'll be that. The guy found out he won the lottery. He won like an absorbent amount of money. And with the money, went to the doctors where he was diagnosed with stage four cancer and died a week later. We're not in control. Yeah. So for all of you that you, know, that's, I'm trying to help those people that are micromanaging everyone's lives and getting sick over it and believing that you're really in control and that you can do that. You really can't and you won't and you're gonna learn the hard way and I don't want that for you. Like yeah. detaching you know, with love is learning that you do your best, yeah. you plan the party for outdoors and then it rains, that's okay, you have a backup plan. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like learning to be flexible like that. The last year, I've really like had a mantra, and I really believe in mantras, you know, and, and repeating them over and over. And what I've been real, my mantra has been lead with my heart, lead with my heart. And I really feel like when you, when you lead with your heart and you lead with kindness, mm -hmm. like you really are putting yourself into a position where you're detaching. Right. You're just, you know, you're showing love. You're being present in the moment. And you're really just seeing people for who they are today, right. you know, right. That's and, great. and, and understanding the situation that you're in today. So, I mean, it's just, it, it is hard to do. <laughs> it is. And I think what I want to give is one more tool for what to do with that energy. Cause we're both more type A and we have a lot of energy mm -hmm. and it's really hard. Like, Oh, detach. Okay. Like, let me just relax and do nothing. It's what do we do with all that energy? So for example, I know that I know a lot of people in my life right now, um, I face health stuff and I know a lot of people that are facing health stuff, a lot of people facing surgeries or chemo or, you know, illnesses and, and things coming up. And so we have all that energy and then the energy gets attached to the outcome. And what if this happens? What if that happens? And then you start calling doctors or trying to control. So one of the things I've been giving to people as a tool is like visualizations. Like, I don't know how your surgery is going to go, but I know that every night before bed, instead of worrying and getting anxious and talking about calling this person, calling that person, how about you visualize your surgery day and everything that you would like to happen. happen. And, and write it down. It. Write yeah. it down. Write it down or just every night before bed, like literally visualize being rolled into the OR and then being like, you're fine and you not being anxious at all and, and things going great and you coming out and them saying, you know what, it was much better than we thought. You know what, it wasn't stage four, it was stage two and we got everything and everything you want to happen, 
visualizing that and just using that energy in a positive way because the energy is there mm -hmm. and those of us that don't use it in a positive way are going <laughs> to use it to control and we're going to yeah. be biting everybody's head off and we're going to be calling and micromanaging so see if you can use the positive use energy yeah. in a positive, positive way and think about the positive outcomes and then trust the outcome yeah i was talking to shannon when we were um having a little lunch break earlier mm -hmm about, you know, some fears that I'm having. And she's like, well, you just need to do a vision board. You know, you really need to put things onto a poster board, the things that you really want to happen. Right. And it's so true. Like I, I've always heard about a vision board. We need to do that for one episode where you show us how to yes. do it. We need we like a hands-on what we your friends will that. tell you. We can do that. We <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that. I think that's good advice too. Like doing a vision board and really you know, looking at what you want. Yes. Because I think we spend so much time focusing on what we don't want that we forget to really focus on what we do want. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Especially when you're in that fear place and you're trying to control, you you know, you focus on all the bad things that can happen, but when you focus on the good, mm -hmm. you will be amazed at the good things that happen. I have lost many clients to visions boards. It's very upsetting. <laughs> I, I've had one and she was like, I didn't see her again after her vision board. I'm like, oh, that's so weird. She would pop in once a month, whatever. And I ran into her somewhere and she's like, I'm sorry, I've been traveling. Like I did a travel vision board and I've been gone. You know, I'm like, what? You know, <laughs> she's literally, she was like giddy. She's like, everything on my board has come true. She's like, I just don't have time to see you. I'm like, that's, that's okay. Great. You know, I mean, yeah. but it really, it's amazing. And I think, you know, for some people like this person, like it probably was just about using her energy to really focus on what she really wanted in her life. She had some flexibility. She had some good stuff that she could do things, but maybe fear was keeping her back and just looking at it. It's like, I can do this. I can yeah. book this. Yeah. I have the availability, the funds, the travel time, the whatever. Yeah. You know, so I think that it's sometimes just getting your thoughts focused in a direction so you know what you want. Right. It's all about focusing your energy in the right in way. In the right direction because the energy is there. You it's guys there. know this. With that anxiety, we can lay in bed and spin and right. spin and spin. Oh, I did that last night. Yes. <laughs> and then I started to breathe and I said, Suzanne, you can turn these thoughts around right now mm -hmm. or you continue to worry about everything going on in your life. And which, be awake. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's ridiculous. But I did fall back to sleep. <laughs> uh, no, anxiety, listen, be gentle Whoa. with yourself. Anxiety is really powerful and I've learned a lot about that hormonally lately. Mm -hmm. I think we're so judgmental on anxious people, but let me tell you, when people that are anxious, like when your hormones shift or when you have an anxiety disorder, you don't choose it. Mm -mm. Nobody's choosing to lay in bed and spin for six hours. Right. Nobody. But that's how powerful anxiety is. It tells you things. It scares you. It, yes. it, it gives you these negative thoughts. So it's like if you can command your brain and say stop and replace it with all the things that you want it to be and all the positive outcomes, it's just shifting that energy. you know. And the other thing that's huge for this, if you're an anxious person and your brain's always spinning and you can't detach, do a daily meditation, 10 minutes download, yes. headspace download, calm, there's all these um, meditation sites, and it sounds stupid, and people have told me for years about meditation sites, and I, as a therapist, and I'm like, eyes roll, thank you, and I never did it, but when I really have struggled with some anxiety, that is life altering, because what it's doing is it's training you to take control of your brain. Yeah. It's training you 10 minutes a day. I'm telling you, I, you know, I was doing meditation for, many many months and I was doing so well with it and over the last probably four months I haven't been doing it and I've noticed a huge difference yeah, in huge myself mm -hmm. like I need to get back to it yeah so you just reminded me <laughs> thank 
thank you. No, it's I'm huge. gonna get back to meditating, and I only did like ten minutes. Ten it's, minutes it a day. It literally takes ten it's minutes. All you a day. have to do, download one of those apps, and yep. will help you so much. Headspace is great because it's ten minutes. And there's a new one called Insight Timer that oh, I nice. really love too, okay. and it's got so many different um, meditations to offer, and also talks that I listen to on the way to work, and it's like really insightful talks, like oh, fifteen nice. minutes, yeah. and it's from um, you know all different you know, thought provoking people right. that really will like help you get your head in the right space. So, I love that. Yeah. I love that because it's training. Brain so training. the, the trick to detachment is to attach to the moment. Yes. Right. Be to present, be present be in, the, in moment. the moment. Relinquish and, the outcome. Right. And whatever that looks like for you or however you can get there. Yeah. And let us know. <laughs> That's right. Because we're winging it. If you have a trick that we didn't talk about, let us let know. Let us know. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for watching. We really appreciate it. And what we would really appreciate yes. is if you would go to YouTube, search what your friends won't tell you, and subscribe to our channel. Yes. We really, really, really want you guys to check us out on YouTube. All of our um, episodes live there. Um, and if you're in the car and just want to listen to some older episodes that you haven't had a chance to listen to, we are on podcast. Yay! We're on Apple iTunes. We're on Google Play. We're on all the podcasts. So you can listen to us no matter what kind of phone you have. Because someone was like, what about an Android phone? We have them on there as well. Whatever and, she said, I have no idea what she said. <laughs> and we're on Anchor too, which is an app. It's like a, a podcast app if you want to listen to us on Anchor. But we have many different options for you to listen to us. And we try to go live as often as we can on here on Facebook. Um, but thank you guys for watching. We really appreciate it. If you have any comments. Or any ideas, we would love to know what you're struggling with or what you want to know more about. We really want to speak to that. Because we got Shan's whole toolbox. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Suzanne's brilliant brain. <laughs> well, thank you guys for watching. What your friends will tell you. Have a great day. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.